Welcome to a swift kick in the soul. Today, we're going to be talking about Kavanaugh. That's right. Mm. Well done. Actually, oh, nicely pronounced. Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate that. I'm Marshall Coates, as always, the voice of the spiritual learner and with us to give us the knowledge that we so desperately need in our lives. Hello, Nori. Good morning. Good morning to you. Nice to be with you again. Awesome, man. Um, so you said the word right. I'm very impressed. Good All Hebrew. Right. Thank you very yeah. much. I learn I learn a little Hebrew every day with you. That's right. <laughs> That's a good thing for me. It is for me. Um, the Hebrew word kavanah. That's where I want to start our conversation. Excellent. And it's an important place to start because kavanah means intention. Uh, it comes from the Hebrew root and the idea of direction. To be, what is your direction? Where where are you going? Mm. What is your kavanah? Um, meaning, what is your intention? Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Uh, toward what are you directing your spiritual practice? Um, in traditional Jewish practice, uh, kavanah is balanced with um, fixed prayer, keva, uh, uh, rigorous things which you have to recite. We've talked about recitation before. Yes. That's the keva, the words which you have to say. Keva. The kavana is the meaning, the feeling, mm. the emotional substance, mm, yeah. the direction which you are saying those words. Mm. Right? The words themselves are just words unless they have some measure of intention Indeed. behind them. You have to mean what you do. It's not enough to just do it. You have to mean it. You have to do it with meaning and direction. Yep. Uh, I think uh, one of the good English words for it is purpose. Oh, yeah. Better a little bit with purpose than a lot that is without great meaning or direction. Mm -hmm. So that intention, what do you intend? What is your intention? Um, in a lot of spiritual practices, we talk about setting intentions. Uh, Very often in a meditative practice or in a yoga practice that's a little slower paced, you want to say, what is my intention in today's practice? Mm -hmm. Now that can be both a, today I want to work on greater flexibility in one part of your body. Yeah. It can be, you know, limited to the practice, or it can be. My intention is to focus on openness. Yeah. Flexibility in the body is a part of a greater concept of openness. Yeah. Allowing, acceptance, stretching. So uh, you're setting an intention that r- really guides the deeper meaning of the practice. Hmm. Uh, Kavanah is crucial in prayer. You, you, you really have to try to make that, um, make intimate something which is really far, far away. Yeah. The 
God that transcends, the God who is on high. Mm-hmm. Uh, intention is a way of drawing God closer, hmm. and now we have the God who is close and the God who is intimate and the God who is within. Yeah, I got you. The closing the gap between. And this may seem like a really weird kind of metaphor, but I think that is the same thing in 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 our martial practice. Okay. Right? I'm I'm closing the gap between me and the target. Right. We're going to become one really. <laughs> really. Right. Um I need to put my hand on the target. So we, we need to actually become one. I have to zero in the distance oh, man. between me and my technique and what I'm doing and my opponent uh, as the target. Yeah. It's kind of mystical, really. Yeah. It changes the dynamic between far away and close. Yeah. I'm going to take what seems far and very quickly close the gap. But in order to do that, I have to direct all of my energy towards it. And directing energy requires focus. Yeah. And not the kind of focus like a camera focus of making something clear, (laughs) bringing something into focus. Sure. But I mean concentrated focus, concentration. Yeah, concentration is big. Um. In, in martial arts practice, concentration means two things. One, it means quit, quit paying attention to stuff that doesn't matter. Right. right? It means pay attention. Concentrate on what you are doing. Mm. Pay attention. It also means a kind of editing. To concentrate means to edit and focus uh, your power and your intention and all of the energy of your kick or your punch in one specific spot. Right. It doesn't help to throw everything, your whole body, at the other person's whole body. Right? <laughs> you're just you're, you're, yourself. Right, you're trying. It's, <laughs> la, it's like a laser focus, right? It's that kind of focus. The concentrated energy in a single in a, spot. Yeah. Lasers are so powerful because they focus on a single spot. Right. Single, yep. First you see that spot, then you hit that spot. Mm-hmm. I intend to hit it. I literally... And mystically draw the target and the puncher together, boom, I hit the target. Mm. That ability to concentrate my attention and my physical energy right where I want them. Yeah. It even sounds spiritual, doesn't it? It sure does. It doesn't sound like it's about punching and hitting the target. Well, that's what I love about this podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's right. It seems like we're talking about hitting, but we're not. Mm. Um, that focus is hard. I think that is a lot of the uh, practice of any spiritual practice is the ability to concentrate in that way. Yeah. To stay focused, to uh, put aside distractions. Yeah. And then to really see what it is that you want to see. Pick up the target quickly. Mm. The other day I was helping a student with a spin kick where you have to see the target and then you have to look away 
as you spin around, mm-hmm. there will be a moment where you don't see the target anymore. But, so you have to visualize in your head your foot being where it's supposed to be. And then before you actually kick, you, you have to pick up the target again with your eyes. Right. At least ideally you should. <laughs> and so um, uh, one way to refine your kick is to try to refine your eyes. Your vision, right. Right. It's yeah. not, your foot will go where your eyes are. Mm-hmm. So put your eyes where they're supposed to be. And sure enough, I think it helped improve the kick a little bit. Yeah. Spin faster, pick up that target faster. Visualize that you the moment when you pick the target back up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a good point. It's not only uh, focusing your kick energy, like the physical throw. It's you have to focus your visual acuity. You have to focus your balance. You have to get all of that to work into this little tiny area where you're trying to deliver yes that's right i have to really hit that note not all the notes around it yeah just that one and i have to see it i have to visualize it i have to be able to um even when i can't see it literally to visualize and see it happen yeah and that's really crucial in the spiritual realm because these are not things you can visually see always Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Uh, um, athletics and aesthetics have the advantage of visual confirmation. Uh, experiential confirmation is a little different, and you have to sort of trust your instincts and your experiences. So, being able to set your intention I'm going to land that kick. I'm going to do this. This is why I'm doing it. This is the meaning behind it. Mm. Allows you to be concentrated. To really focus your attention. That concentration is the fundamental requirement of good devotional practice. Mm. Right, whether in a martial practice or a spiritual practice. If you want to get to a place of devotion where you have a deep connection to the practice, Mm. where you really care about it, where you really feel it, where it has meaning. Yeah. I mean, really, we're talking about meaning-making. Yeah, meaning. What makes it meaningful? Impactful. Impactful. Isn't that funny oh, how those words are I, so similar? It is. That it has an impact on you. You feel it. And when you land that kick, you really can feel it, right? You know that you've that visualization has worked and you see it. You intended, you 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 you, you concentrated all of your technique, you visualized and saw the target, and boom, you hit the target. Um that sense of accomplishment it, it fuels our devotion. It's, it's really what our devotion's about, isn't it? Don't we want that feeling? Yes, we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Without it, we'd, it would kind of be aimless. I think humans are just are, are somewhat wired that way. I don't think you even heard the word you said. It would be a- aimless. aimless. Mm. No kavana. Mm-hmm. It's without any kavana. Interesting. Prayer without kavana 
And I'm not, now I'm really not just talking about classical Jewish prayer. I mean any meditative practice, any prayerful practice, any artistic or aesthetic or creative practice that doesn't have kavanah. What are you doing it for? What are you doing? Exactly. Right. That is, that really is the crucial question. What is it for? What is your direction toward what are you aiming? Yeah. And all too often, I've seen it in martial arts practice, and I saw it for many years in in, uh, spiritual leadership practice. Um, People come without any understanding of their intention. Hmm. They don't know. They know what they're praying for, meaning like, I want a good job, I want good health, I want, you know, my cousin to get into college. But they don't know what they're praying for. Yeah. They don't know why they're doing it. Yeah. They, and, and so they lack that concentration. Yeah. And the ability to deliver on it in an impactful way. And their practice always flounders. Hmm. In the spiritual realm, it's really quite sad because they obviously want a more meaningful spiritual practice. Mm-hmm. It's... It's kind of heartbreaking, really. Yeah. Um, And they're trying really hard, right? It's not that they're not trying hard. It's that they're not concentrated and they lack the underlying devotion. Um, That's not a critique of them. It's because that devotion isn't the result of wanting a, a, a spiritual experience. It's the result of a concentrated practice over a long period of time. Yeah. And that only comes when you have kavanah behind your practice. That's what drives that ability to concentrate. Yeah. Um, you bring that with you. Uh, the, the target is not over there. It, you are drawing it close. You bring it close, bring it close through that player. intention. I, yeah. This is why I'm here. Mm. I want to be a better human being. I want to have more compassion. I want to connect to my religious or spiritual tradition or faith tradition more deeply and meaningfully. Yeah. For whatever reason. Right, for your personal reason. R- right. I, there's, there's many good reasons for that. Indeed. I, you ask people, why are you studying Taekwondo? And they will say, uh, well, I want to learn self-defense. And then they throw a weak punch or they don't kick like they are defending their life. Hmm. Well, I say, you think that was the right answer. You gave that answer because you think it's the right answer to give, but you're not, your intention is not to defend your life. Because if your intention was that way, you would be concentrating in a different way. Yes, that's right. It would look completely different. You would pay attention differently. Yes. And you would integrate that into your practice in a devotional way Mm. where you set your mind to, I am going to be able to do it. I am going to enrich my practice. Mm. I am going to draw God close. 
I'm going to land that kick. Those are my intentions. What are you doing it for? Yeah. So many people pray. They don't know why they're praying. Absolutely. Even if they're good at it. Even if they know their faith tradition well. Yeah. It'll start to get real frustrating, I think. Uh, you'll never, you never get that feedback. Great word. Of, a, a, I don't want to call it achievement because it's really not about an achievement. It's about, well, maybe it is. Maybe it's about some kind of a spiritual accomplishment. You Fulfillment, know? maybe? Fulfillment. Yeah, I like that better. Yeah. Um, without that little bit of nourishing along the way, hmm. it, it, why would you keep coming back? Yeah. Yeah, why exactly? Yeah, what what is the motivation? Maybe motivation and intention, those are kind of similar words. Yeah. Um, what motivates... Look, a, a martial arts practice, a yoga practice, a meditation practice, a daily traditional Jewish prayer practice, um, an artistic studio practice... Any of those things are rigorous. Yeah. These are things which require a, a massive energy input into them. Yeah. So to not have some positive feedback, to not get some fulfillment, to not feel some meaning, mm -hmm. well, it really isn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, if we ask, is it worth it to go through all that and you don't get any of that out of it? It's not. Mm. If we're honest, it's not. Rabbis kind of aren't allowed to say that, right? Like, <laughs> is that uh, a taboo thing? Hey, look, if you're coming to synagogue and it's not working for you, stop coming. <laughs> yeah. right? You're not allowed to say that. But why not? Yeah. I mean, really. Do you disrespect that person so much that you would tell them to continue wasting their time? Now, maybe you can help them better, right? I'm not dismissing them and saying, hey, if, if you didn't like our service, get out. It's not like, <laughs> yeah, it's that. Not like that. But, but are we, we, we're reinforcing something every time you come. So if we're reinforcing a sense of boredom and, <laughs> and aimlessness and lack of uh, fulfillment... Well, either we can change something up or you should go somewhere else. Truly. Truly. Yeah. And I have enough respect for you to say that. Um, and if I don't think my uh, place is spiritually compelling enough, hey, all you clergy out there who are listening, if your place is not spiritually compelling enough, well, then you are doing something wrong and that other person is not doing something <laughs> wrong. Yeah, And it won't be compelling for everybody. That's why there are churches on every corner. Yeah. And a wide variety of experiences for people to take part in. Definitely. But, it, but you, your experience has to be compelling. Or, right? or, what, or, why? or why are people going to come and hear, hear you? Yeah. Uh, your music has to be compelling. Absolutely. Right. Your taekwondo has to be compelling. Whatever it is that you're trying to master, we, we, we need a little fulfillment. 
That's why I'm trying to consider it a circle. Mm. That that devotional place leads you to a better place of intention setting so that you can have that concentration more diligently and rigorously focused so that you can have deeper devotional experiences that drive your intention and your focus and your obligation to it and that deep sense of devotion and, and practice and prayer and meditation. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is, if, if my experience is correct, uh, that is what most people are looking for. Yeah. And they don't have the language to say it yet. Um. That was cool. Yeah. Mm. So practice, practice, practice. But first, set your intentions. Set your kavanah. Set your kavanah. Right? Yeah. Better a little with kavanah than a lot without. Mm. Because that little will sustain your practice. It will create a larger uh, movement in that cycle. Yeah. Uh, the circle will get bigger, the flywheel will move faster, um, and, and your practice will become better, more devotional. Um, better a little with kavanah than a lot without. It's beautiful. Better a little with kavanah than a lot without. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, we'll see you next time. Bye. So, hey, guys, if you like what you're hearing on A Swift Kick in the Soul, please subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us and tell your friends. Uh, Hit us up on Facebook at Black Belt Rabbi. Feel free to message us there. And uh, visit our website at HillelNori.com. And uh, go ahead and leave us a message at Rabbi at HillelNori.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the podcast. We'd love to hear anything you think might be interesting to talk about. And we'd just love to talk to you. Thanks again for listening. Thanks very much. Thanks very much.